Ah, yes, a bit of music from the classic Dark Side of the Moon album by Pink Floyd. More on that in just a second. Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver, catching up on a couple of weeks' worth of items here. And speaking of the moon, I saw this on the Universe Today website. The European Space Agency has announced the start of what they are calling the Moonlight Initiative. This is the ESA's plan to put a series of satellites into orbit around the moon that will serve two purposes, pinpoint geolocation on the surface of the moon and high-speed data transmission back to Earth. I can't get a decent signal at my house, but I'll know where I am on the dark side of the moon. Nice. Here's an item from the Reuters news agency. The recreational use of nitrous oxide, also known as laughing gas, is on the rise in Europe among young people, producing worrying numbers of poisonings, according to the European Union Drugs Monitoring Agency. Now, in order to control the use of the gas, they're proposing to reduce the size of the packages, ban sales to those under 18, or during night hours when partygoers tend to buy it. Yeah, that's so 80s. Next, talk about a quick response. The official website of the European Parliament became temporarily unavailable mere hours after the members of the European Parliament passed a strongly worded resolution declaring Russia a state sponsor of terrorism. There was no immediate official explanation for why the website was down for users, but the coincidence of events raised the alarm. In a case of how big brother can you get, Romania has come to the end of a 15-year-long road. The European Commission confirmed yesterday that the country had made enough progress on judicial reforms and the fight against corruption, granting the official closure of the so-called Cooperation and Verification Mechanism, or the CVM, as it's known around the office. The CVM is a special rule-of-law surveillance program that was launched in January of 2007 when Romania and Bulgaria joined the European Union. Back then, both countries were considered to be lagging far behind in judicial standards compared to the rest of the bloc. However, this doesn't mean corruption is no longer a problem inside the country. Really? So, why remove the oversight? Well, according to the Corruption Perceptions Index of Transparency International, Romania is still one of the lowest-ranking EU countries, with a score of just 45 over 100. Yeah, but let's get rid of monitoring. This was an interesting item from Reuters. About 70% of the Internet traffic between the United States and the European Union will pass through Spain after all the investments planned in data centers and submarine cables have been carrying out. But why Spain? They didn't explain that part. Here's something. The little country of Estonia made the news. Two Estonians have been accused by the U.S. Justice Department of a $560 million crypto fraud scheme. Go big or go home. And here's an interesting little item from CNN. You know how when you travel, the State Department has a site where you can check on how safe your destination is? and also issues travel warnings to countries where security is iffy? Well, now, you'd think the U.S. would not normally be the subject of travel warnings, but you'd be wrong. Here in Europe, France has a travel warning for the U.S., which reads, in part, that generally the United States of America is among the safest countries, but 
it does warn French citizens about some urban areas and notes an increase in carjackings. What's interesting is that the ministry breaks down potential threats to very specific neighborhoods. Here's a couple of examples. In Boston, it is recommended to avoid traveling alone on foot and at night in certain parts of Dorchester, Mattapan, and Roxbury. In Atlanta, French visitors are told to be vigilant in isolated areas of downtown after the close of business and to favor taxi travel at night. Germany's Ministry of Foreign Affairs tells German citizens that, quote, it is easy to obtain guns in the United States, leading to increased use of guns and occasional killing sprees. Really? Occasional killing sprees? I'm not sure about the term occasional, but whatever. The number of arms and ammunition purchases has increased significantly during the COVID-19 crisis, says the ministry. Yeah. They also warned would-be visitors to the U.S. about the possibilities of domestic clashes over racism and police violence, advising them to, quote, avoid gatherings of people in the vicinity of which violence could possibly occur. Now, the United Kingdom reminds would-be visitors to America that incidents of mass shooting can occur, but account for a very small percentage of homicide deaths. Small percentage? Really? Um, there have been 1,234 teens killed in shootings this year, and there have been 3,476 teens injured. So perhaps a warning is in order, and maybe rethink the term small percentage. France may face some days of power cuts this winter, the head of French power grid operator RTE said last Thursday, as the government briefed local authorities on how to manage any possible outages. Great. They're going to have power outages. I guess I can't really complain because the situation here is not nearly as dire as in Ukraine. So I think I'm going to look at it as a power cut to live in solidarity with the people in Ukraine. And finally, while all these little tidbits of information have been interesting, nothing is more interesting and captivating here in the EU than the World Cup. Yes, it's footy time. Bars are crowded with folks cheering on their team. And now that the U.S. has crashed out, I'm all in for the French. And speaking of which, the game's on, and I'm going to go catch the second half. Time to cut some firewood, lay in some more red wine. That's it for this week. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.